Welcome to the White Rabbit Hole Podcast. Follow us to discover the wonders of creative digital communications for EU associations, corporates, and NGOs in the Brussels bubble. We're thrilled to have Aines Nazivich joining us today. She kicked off her career in the digital marketing division at L'Oreal, where she gained invaluable expertise in the ever-changing realm of technology and marketing. After a while, she took a daring step and switched to a startup that utilizes state-of-the-art AI technology to develop safety equipment for laborers. Her passion for technology and its capacity to enhance the lives of people in a variety of industries has been the driving force in her career. Our guest is a proud HEC MBA graduate and has taught as a digital marketing professor at a university. She'll be sharing her insights and experiences with us today on how technology is revolutionizing the marketing world, as well as how she has employed this knowledge in her profession. Hello, and thank you for inviting me. Can you tell us about your journey from working in the digital marketing department at L'Oreal to transitioning to a startup that uses AI to produce safety products for workers? I would say that the transition was not straightforward. So after working in L'Oreal for a couple of years for three different brands, as you have already mentioned, um, I started working at the university in marketing. So teaching marketing, communication, digital marketing. While basically teaching, I understood that uh, to develop in this field and to be accurate in this field, you really need to be close to the companies that are executing the digital marketing strategies, and you need to be up to date with the new technology, which is developing, I would say, really, really fast. And uh, that sparked my interest to move to another field, and I had an opportunity to transition to the tech company. What sparked your interest in working with AI and safety products for workers? So um, health and safety, it's one of the fastest evolving sectors today in Europe. And if we combine the, the technology and innovation with this uh, very attractive sector, that's actually what sparked my interest the most. How has your experience working in digital marketing for a big company like L'Oreal prepared you for your current role? So working in the company like L'Oreal, which is quite famous, we would say here in France, uh, for the marketing and all the digital uh, marketing developments, uh, prepared me quite well, I would say, for the current role. First of all, it gave you the experience working with the big campaigns, working with uh, some very important brands, developing different kinds of the projects. And it gave you the scope of one big group because um, as we already talked uh, about, I worked for different brands, different, it was also a different uh, way of the executing the campaigns. And basically currently when you come to the startup after having the experience in the big company, you understand that uh, probably you will be more creative, but the experience you gain uh, in the big groups, it's very valuable to help you shape uh, and uh, to will help you shape the projects and uh, plan the projects. In your opinion, what are some of the biggest challenges facing marketers in big companies today? I would say this transitions from uh, classical marketing and the standard tools to the new technologies like ChatGPT, which everyone already is talking too much about it. I think currently the challenge we are all facing is how to adapt the way of working, how to adapt the way of 
thinking, creating the campaigns to the new technologies. And in my opinion, we should adapt ourselves to that development rather than the technology should adapt to, to the human. Can you share any memorable campaigns or projects that you worked on while at L'Oreal? Yes, so basically I will share uh, the campaign we did uh, with Nick's professional. I was lucky enough when starting in L'Oreal to work with for Nick's professional makeup. It was uh, the first brand ever acquired by L'Oreal that was 100% digital brand. So starting working from the beginning, um, as you know, L'Oreal, it's very like strong in marketing. So most of the budget, let's say, goes to the marketing, but it's very specialized in the classical offline marketing. So in 2015, when I started working for NYX Professional Makeup, the main challenge we had was how to adapt this digital strategy to the offline challenges. Um, so NYX was executing over two years only uh, social media campaigns, uh, never was uh, published in any article, no, not TV. So very unusual at that stage. So our biggest challenge was how to connect this digital uh, marketing to the uh, in-store experience, because as the brand started uh, growing, we, we were opening the stores. And the project uh, at that time, which was quite one of the pioneers uh, we did, it was uh, that we put the big screens inside the stores and connected those screens with uh, Instagram. So all the influencers or random people that would tag the Nick's professional makeup, their posts on social media would be directly live streamed in the store. And uh, it boosted the engagement uh, up to 50% at that time, which is huge. What do you see as the future of digital marketing in the beauty industry? So the beauty industry already now, it's very revolutionized by all the technology. Um, I see more and more coming with the digitalization and personalization. I had a chance uh, last year on VivaTech, which was the biggest innovation fair in Europe, uh, seeing the presentation of Lancome. Uh, which is still not very, uh, it's not still public, where they basically scan the skin tone in two to three minutes and create the personalized cream only for your face. So basically it's already revolutionized in terms of the beauty industry. Can you discuss any notable differences in the marketing strategies used by big companies versus startups? So I would say that startups, most of the startups are more focused on the digital marketing using the online tools because they are much cheaper. So starting from the website, optimizing the SEO, social media, uh, even we don't see them much on the YouTube because to produce the video, it costs more. Um, while basically the other bigger groups, they have budget and they can actually already afford themselves those PR agencies, creative agencies, TV advertisement. And uh, that's what I would say it's the biggest difference. And then again, pointing out when you are in the startup, um, most of the budget, what you get or the revenue that you have, it goes to the product, to the service and not that much uh, to the marketing. So it's creativity at its peak. How has your experience working with ChatGPT impacted your work with AI and marketing? 
So I can say about my own example. So basically, ChatGPT, I think, make everyone life easier. So basically, from starting to to actually to help you out shape uh, social media strategy, sometimes create posts. In my case, uh, sometimes help me out to structure the project. Um, I think it gives you really good ideas and maybe the starting point. Um, then in my work, we also doing quite a lot of research. And uh, if I compare it to one year ago, when I spent a couple of hours on uh, Google trying to research about the company, now with ChatGPT, I have those answers in five minutes. So I don't think uh, that ChatGPT can really replace the human because human factor, it's still necessary, but uh, it definitely makes our life easier. Can you discuss any ethical considerations that come into play when using AI in marketing or product development? So I think that today we have those two, two sides, those who love the technology, they love the innovation, and those, those that are very resistant to innovation. So me working in the tech company that is actually using the innovative solutions, I'm actually really like uh, open to the, all the innovation. So regarding this, in my opinion, the whole working environment, um, I would also say, for example, currently the education system will need to switch and adapt to the new innovation rather than innovation adapting to us my own experience in the startup. So basically we use artificial intelligence to reduce musculoskeletal injuries. So basically we have produced this small device that the employee is wearing and it's coaching him how to behave, meaning that how to uh, bend correctly, how to use the movements correctly. And no matter how this wearables, it's very, very useful. We always say it in order to work, you need to have a human next to it. You need someone to oversee. You need to have this human factor involved. And that's what I would say for in general. So ChatGPT, in my opinion, it's going just to make our life easier. We will be able to get the information faster. We will be able to get maybe our inspiration uh, faster. We will be able to do certain things faster, but it will never replace the human. Because imagine how many jobs uh, currently we are talking about. And already a couple of years ago, we talked about this development of the machines. So today we have robots everywhere, uh, but no, none of those equipments and none of those new coming uh, things didn't replace the human. So I don't think the ChatGPT will do it. Thank you for tuning into the White Rabbit Hole podcast. Join us for more insights into the world of creative and digital marketing.